pop stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. What's up, boys and girls? It is it is time. We are here. You are tuned in to the drive-in speaker box. Uh, this is uh, what's today? What is today? It's today like is the twenty-second. Twenty-second. God, God, dang! It is January. Where did January go? I have no idea. Do you know where it went? Uh. Yeah, snow days, ice days. Yeah, that's true. Uh, complete weeks of being stuck indoors because our roads were our not clear. Poopy. Uh, well, yeah, that. But also, our city in particular didn't decided not to do anything. They're just uh, to help. They're like, it's cold. Let's cancel everything. Uh, but anyway, this is the Driving Speaker Box. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Jake the Grip. And for the next hour, we're going to be talking to you about movie stuff. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are joining us live, it is Monday. It is 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, we are streaming on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Twitch. We love Twitch. Uh, we we usually start the show early for our t- Twitch viewers. Get that pre-show. It's a little more rough around the edges and, and off the cuff and real. It's where we stop being friends and start being real. Um, isn't that what they said at the real world? I don't yeah, remember. something like that. Um, but, yeah, so here we are. And uh, don't forget, if you don't want to ever look at us or participate in the chat, you can always just download the audio version of this. You can just get this podcast wherever it is you get podcasts. And have an amazing time. It was a good time. So um, tonight, tonight we're going to catch you up. We're going to do what we always do. We're going to catch you up on the last weekend news. We're going to tell you what's coming out this weekend. We're going to tell you what made money this weekend. And we're going to review some movies. I went and saw Poor Things. It just came out at our local AMC. And I went and saw it last night. And I'm going to be talking to you probably... I'm, I'm gonna. I want to. I'm gonna break this one down a little bit because um, there's 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 a lot to talk about on, on this movie, and I'm pretty sure Jake's got some Hindi Tulugu no. whatever. No, I no. thought you said you watched like a hundred of them. This no, week. no, I said the only new movies uh, that we had listed here was the ISS, which I don't think. Uh, either us or anyone no. that we know has really I, any true interest in. I was gonna go see it, but then. Uh, I saw that Poor Things was on the list. I was like, mm-hmm. got to go there. Yeah. And the fryer was down. I was so ready to go get some like impossible nuggets or cheese sticks or, you know. And you're like, what, are you vegetarian? No, the impossible nuggets are better than the chicken tenders at AMC. Just putting that out there. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, vegetarian uh, chicken, you know, uh, with the apostrophe instead of the E or whatever. The, the fake chicken that uh, vegans and vegetarians have is pretty good. Like, honestly, not bad. Um, no, man, yeah, uh, the only new movie we had anywhere at our local theaters uh, was uh, ISS, uh, International Space, Space Station. Station. But um, we there were a couple of new um, Indian films that came out. Uh, one was a superhero movie, and it was advertised as the beginning of a new franchise. Uh, and I had no interest in that. Uh, with its poor CG, it was called Hanuman. And it was about a guy that got the power of Hanuman when he almost drowns. Whoa. And it, it looked really cool, and it looked like an Indian movie at first. I'm like, well, that could be neat. And then it goes, it's a superhero movie, and then it showed all these guys in bad costumes being villains, like God, a, like a um, uh, Minions movie. And I was like, uh, I'm out. And then the other one, we had very little showings of, and its trailer made no sense about anything. Uh, but the thing about that and the why I didn't pick one of them to watch like I normally would is that uh, the languages they were filmed in did not have uh, any show times or if they did have a show time, it was at a very inopportune time. So I couldn't watch them in their native language. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to watch a foreign film 
overdubbed in a different language and then put into subtitles for me. So then you, I'm reading. I think that only works off for sync. like Italian horror because there is something fun about the off syncedness of Italian horror. Well, but you know what I'm saying? Like I'm reading it in one language, the audio is coming through in another, but the people on screen are speaking in a different, uh, an, an additional. Yeah. yeah. No, that's just, that's a lot to keep up with. Um, but yeah, okay, well, we're going to be talking about some movies, uh, but let's, before we do that, let's jump into, let's jump into some news. Um, lots of, lots of stuff already going on in the Twitch uh, sphere over here, so if you are tuned in on Twitch, jump in. Um, Facebook and YouTube, you can comment too, we love to hear you, uh, so jump in right there. But this week, um, did you, did, uh, I know this isn't necessarily like movie news, but uh, the Indiana Jones video game, yeah, it was came. making big news this uh, this uh, past week because apparently it's better than the last two movies. Well, and it's like a big Xbox exclusive, which is good for guys like mm-hmm. us. That and it uh, takes place between Raiders of the Lost Ark and Last Crusade uh, because Temple of Doom is a prequel. Don't think a lot of you guys remember or know that. Temple of Doom technically comes first. Yeah, Indy got smart and got rid of Short Round uh, by the time. No, that's wrong. <laughs> You're wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh, he got rid of that chick. Yeah. Um, Her and Short Round both got booted. Nah, Short Round, he lived in Shanghai, man. That was like his jam. And then he got whisked away on the stupid adventure accidentally. But he was like Indy's like. He had no time for love, Dr. Psychic. Jones. That's true. No time for he love. He's the best. Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Uh, well, that was making a lot of news if you're if you're into Indiana Jones. Um, other stuff that, 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 that I was going to mention, uh, which you kind of touched on, the sci-fi thriller I, uh, ISS, International Space Station, not doing very well at the box office. Um, kind of making a minor impact, if you will. And people are saying like, what's wrong? 2024 box office isn't off to a great start. What's going on? It's like, well, because every single movie you've put out has sucked, but... Yeah, I mean, like classically, January is not a great month for movies, but they're not doing anything to change it. There's been uh, no interesting or new movies put out. Thanks for the gifts, uh, yeah, Andrew. Um, you know, there's not a lot really hitting theaters to drive people into the movies right now because mm-hmm. who's just like dude iss i gotta go see that i have to uh about a movie that makes no sense at all the entire world is on fire so both of their governments tell them to kill each other on the international space station and it's like don't you think they'd be more worried about where their next meal is going to come from or how they're going to uh get home from space if the world is ablaze mm-hmm. um so yeah, uh, it seems like a real dumb premise. Whatever happened to that Tom Cruise movie that was supposed to be filmed on the space station? Cause I don't know. Russia got their girl up there, and they did that. Yeah. Maybe and, maybe Tom's hanging on to that one. You know, that's going well, to be Top Gun 4. They were He's, supposed to get him up there to film a movie before the whole uh, Ukrainian invasion thing happened, mm-hmm. and that definitely probably ruined all of that. Oh, yeah. For sure. So... I wish they would have done that. I wanted to see Tom Cruise in space. Tom Cruise in space. Yeah. You know, that's how they just need to, that needs to be the name of the movie. You know, I go see that. Um, did you hear about this news there? Uh, this, I don't know why people are excited about this, but they're talking about, you know, a new Jurassic world movie. Sure did. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know, which I could absolutely care less about because the Jurassic World movies have been terrible. What was Jurassic World Dominion was the last one? Yeah, and it was one of the most nonsensical pieces of film I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, so uh, according to um, Deadline, uh, it's supposed to be a complete reboot with none of the characters right. from Jurassic World. So reboot in the sense of like Jurassic Park to Jurassic World reboot, where it's like it's still in the same universe and timeline, mm-hmm. and it, and all of that's happened. Or are they going to be like uh, Jurassic World never happened? This is just a continuation of the Jurassic Park. Well, and and this is the thing that kind of bothered me about the article Probably not. because you know. This is something that we talk about on the show. A lot of people that write about movies these days um, don't know anything about movies these days. They're just like <clears throat> young web journalists that haven't maybe seen any of these movies, maybe didn't study any of these movies. 
did maybe maybe were popular in school and didn't sit around and just watch movies all day to to be their friends like some people mm. maybe in this room um me and maybe you <laughs> uh i made friends because uh we could okay, talk about yeah, movies like how we became friends you yeah, know that like, was that was way later in life um even better yeah. we're doing it in our 40s uh, <laughs> yeah uh, like, like we'll be 70 being yeah. like oh dude slimer yeah um, how cool would it have been if we had these as kids even better we have them in our forties. Yeah, so you know the uh, the thing that's funny about this is they're like, oh well, David Coop is going to write the this, this this movie. He wrote the original Jurassic Park, and, and that was World. so good. And Lost World, and they're all like giving this guy such a round of applause for writing uh, the original Jurassic Park and Lost World. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Michael Crichton did. He's the screenwriter, right? But yeah. it's like. I, I will give credit where credit's due. You adapted this to the screen, but it was so good because if you've read Jurassic Park and the Lost World novels, he did not deviate very far from the source material. Like the only thing that, that that's not really in the original Jurassic Park movie that was in the book is the whole apiary uh, or not apiary aviary scene. Apiaries is a giant bees um, where all the pterodactyls were, and they were like, "Ah, oh, shit! This is such a cool scene. Let's throw it in the third one." You know? Well, and, and the whole thing with uh, Malcolm, right? Ian, yeah. Ian doesn't Ian Malcolm die in the original novel? But every uh, John be- Hammond died in the original. Really? Mm-hmm. But Ian Malcolm did too, and I think that uh, I think he died in Lost World. No, Crichton did something weird to bring him back for mm-hmm. Lost World. I don't. I haven't actually read the books, but I've read about the books. I read them a long time ago, and they're fantastic. But like, don't give this guy, don't give this screenwriter David uh, like all this credit, like thinking like, oh, because he's back on the project, it's going to be great. Like, uh, Michael Crichton didn't didn't write any more great books for us to like, you know, have have. Uh, source material from so they're probably going to continue to be stupid um just re-release jurassic park again i don't know uh we that's really all we want to see we just want to see jeff goldblum yeah just put and do jurassic park 4k t-rexes that's that's all we want to do um but anyway that's been news this week that was that was kind of interesting what else was in the news? Oh, a Book of Eli prequel, which is something I didn't think anyone was asking for. Um, what is it going to have? Um, uh, no, John Boyega is stepping in. All right, to, I'm out. To be uh, David, uh, Denzel Washington's yeah, character. Yeah, that's the name I was trying to think of. Dude, Book of Eli is like one of those movies where it didn't do well in theaters and not a lot of people really talked about it and everything. But then like you watch it and you're like, well, this is a good movie. I really like that movie until they tried to make the whole like twist ending where he's like, "I'm blind, motherfucker," and like, yeah, but they do it in the last like thirty seconds. It's I not know, like they stupid. put like a big twist on it. It was just like, turns out the whole time he's blind, and also I, the book he's carrying is the Bible, and it's in Braille, so he's the only one. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, but you know, people that can see can read Braille too if they learn. Not, not in that a, world. Not in that world, of course. But he could have taught him if he wasn't so stingy with his Braille readings. Well, he could have taught him, but yeah. uh, then they shot him. Oh, that's right. But then he does teach them. He recites the whole thing, and they write it down before he succumbs to his gun wounds. Wow, we gave all the spoilers of that movie. He recited the entire Bible. Like, he does. That was not a very like that was his gun real... wound. You're like, I'm going to survive for the next month. No, dude, it was the power of, of, of Jesus or whatever, you know? like That's his real superpower in the well, movie. Well, you think the power of that... Jesus would just fucking heal him instead of just being like, well, it's just not keep Raiders. you alive long it's... enough. It's not Last Crusade. It's not Last Crusade, bro. But that was his superpowers, remembering every single word of the entire Bible in his brain before dying from a gunshot. All the the people that begat other people that begat other people that begat other people. That's like 17 chapters. Yeah. A uh, a prequel to that uh, sounds real stupid. Yes, it does. Don't like it. And also... Maybe it's how he got blind. With John Boy... I don't know that there's any movies that John Boyog has been in where I'm like... That guy's a good actor, and I want to see more movies Pacific of Rim. this guy. No, no, absolutely no. Remember when we watched that dumbass movie? The second one was bad. Yeah, that's the one he's in. I know. The first <laughs> one's pretty good. Yeah, the first one's not good, but at least it had old, uh, what's it, Luther? What's that dude's name? Oh, Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris mm-hmm. Elba was in it and Charlie Hunnam, uh, but Idris Elba was cool as hell in that movie uh, when he quit being a doucher man. Remember the first, like, 
hour and a half of that movie where his job was just be king doucher. Oh, yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, now I'm going to go pilot this thing and punch the hell out of that alien. And it was like, kaiju. yeah. Kaiju. Whatever. It's a kaiju. I think everybody knows the word kaiju now. Yeah, probably. Right? We all know. We all know kaiju. Godzilla, like the black and white release, is getting some circulation this, this week. Are yeah. we, are we, is it going to leave Japan? We... Got Godzilla back in our theaters. I, think I saw that mouth, Godzilla though. minus one is at one of our theaters still. But I think it's still the colorized version. Yeah, it is. No, the I haven't heard that the black and white has left Japan yet. I would go see it again to see it in black and white. Or, or it's like glasses I can just put on and yeah. make it black and white. Yeah, it filters the color out. Or yeah, like or just like pull up Instagram and like sit there through the black and white filter. Yeah, like the and, reverse Turner colorization. Yeah. Um you know what? Uh, talking Zilla, there's a new trailer for uh, Zilla X Kong. Oh, I did not catch yeah, that. Yeah, new trailer for that one where you get to see more of Kong's exoskeleton Ooh. arm. Because oh. they have to, like, they have to keep improving Kong to make it even marginally feasible yeah. that he could not get immediately laser blasted well, by Godzilla. Well, it opens. Him and Zilla are on the same team in this one. <laughs> so it, it, you've seen the trailer, right? The first trailer they released with, yeah, with Pink Godzilla. Pink. Yeah. But Tohei, uh, Toho was like, yeah, no, Pink is legit. That's cool. Uh, but it opens up with Kong's hand and the exoskeleton coming out of the ground and then it ends. It has like a Does fake. it end with this predator handshake of like Gong and Godzilla? That would be that cool we, as hell. It's just like this like scaly claw mm. and then a monkey hand just no. It ends so it, the trailer ends it has a fake ending and then it comes back and it's just King Kong on a beach going yeah and it freeze frames and it goes don't you forget about me um, but he's that, wearing those little gray shorts it really does it ends with him sticking his hand in the air with the with the fist still on and oh it, it so it kind of gives away the ending of the movie probably because it shows the um orangutan the lanky kong mm-hmm. uh standing on a beach looking at all these people and then it ends with kong standing on a beach and like raising his exoskeleton hand so he probably punched that dude to death uh, and Zilla blew a pink laser up his butthole or whatever, you know. What is... What? So that's out there. What uh, is happening? There's also a new trailer for a movie on Netflix called Hitman, uh, starring Glenn Powell from... Uh, Wasn't there just Top another... Gun? Or no, that was Killer that yeah. I was thinking about. Well, this uh, one's a, a romantic comedy action movie like they keep doing. So uh, Glenn Powell... About Hitman? Because there yeah. was what? There was the... Um, uh, There's the one with old uh, Long Kiss Goodnight, which was oh, that's an old way one. back, yeah. going way back. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of all of the ones. That wasn't a and romantic was, comedy. That was just an action movie. But wasn't there like Gina Davis? Wasn't there a romantic no figure? Okay, well then, all right, I'm gonna scrap that one. But I'm that's a gonna, fun movie. It is a fun movie. Um, a, a, a gross point blank romantic comedy about hitmen. Um, There's the one was, on uh, that was a Netflix movie that has old uh, Anna Kendrick. And oh, yeah. um, dancing dude. Was it? Well, I'm thinking the one with the. Uh, was it Tom Cruise? Uh, the last and, night or yeah, or, uh, something night. And then there was the the Mr. the Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt one, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Smith. which was a TV series of it. Yeah, but that wasn't a comedy. The Killers, Ashton Kutcher and Catherine Heigl. Mr. and Mrs. Smith that wasn't was a comedy. Com- it was just a stupid, dumb, not good movie. It was I, a hitman romance. Um, it was supposed to be sexy and cool, but it was what just What was that one with Sylvester movie? Stallone and Halle Berry, which was not like a, 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 a sexy photo. It was like Hitman, but then it was like Halle Berry and Sylvester Stallone's like butts in the shower, and they're like, Sylvester oh man, they're butts. I thought it was Sylvester Stallone. I don't remember Stallone um, and Halle Berry being in a movie together. Was a, it, some, somebody in the comments is going to be like, oh, it's that, you idiots. I don't have Google in front of me. Um, what was it? Somebody. Somebody. Um it was like it was just, uh, Stingray or sh- 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 with an S. Now, there was um, that movie with um, Hugh Jackman where he was the hacker and Halle Berry was in it. All right. Were there boobies out? You remember? And I don't remember. That was the whole thing about that movie. Hugh Jackman got sucked off and Halle Berry <laughs> had her boobies out. What the hell was it? I know somebody does it. I don't know what you're talking and about. And I can't I can't Google Swordfish. That's the one with Hugh Jackman and he's a hacker. No. That's not a that's not a romance or a comedy. It's just a action movie where Wolverine gets sucked off and Halle Berry has her boobies out for uh John Travolta. No, that wasn't the same. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of another one. I don't know. 
we can't we can't derail too far off. Anyhow, this. I'll Glenn, post in the Glenn Powell later. is apparently like the go-to romance man because he's in that movie that's in theaters right now, the uh, Australian Destination Wedding, whatever uh, dumb movie, and he helped co-write this with Richard Linklater, who's the director for it. He's directing Netflix movies now. Wait, I like Richard Linklater. Yeah, well, there you go. You might check this one out. Yeah, it's, but it's a Netflix movie, which is kind of weird to go from like doing like Boyhood to doing Netflix movies. Dude, you know, no joke. Yeah. Or Waking Life. Did he do that one too? Uh, I don't know. I know he did School of Rock. That's a good one. The Specialist. Yeah. Maybe I'm think. Maybe I'm blurring Swordfish and The Specialist together. Sharon Stone was in that one. Mm. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Vince. I'm wrong uh, but talking about uh, other uh, newer movies, lots of updates of movies to be. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 just finished its filming over the last week. Uh, so principal photography on Mortal Kombat 2 is done. Um, maybe they can make this one a little bit better than the last one because uh, I can't remember the name of the fake character that they added in that was the main guy. Um, yeah, I don't either. But it was the dude that played Kung Lao that shared photos. And, I mean, we got all those sneak peeks of uh, Kitana and Shao Kahn and uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, not Shang-Chi. He was in the three, um, the Ten Rings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Oh, shit, the sorcerer, the other evil sorcerer. It doesn't matter. Um Tron 3 has oh. started filming. Another, I don't know, Did I don't think anybody asked for a Tron 3. I uh, think everybody was like, they I, wanna, I want more Daft Punk music They people asked, LED lights. asked for Tron 3 after the trailer for <laughs> Tron 2, but then people watched Tron 2, and they're like, no Tron 3. Yeah, we're um, done. We don't need... Uh, more plastic-faced sprite people. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But Jillian uh, Anderson is going to be in this one now because everyone was like, uh, oh, Jared Leto, I don't want to watch that. And they go, but what about X-Files, chick? And they're just like, maybe. maybe. So they've started filming on that one. Um, nothing new about it other than that, but the uh, director, uh, Joachim Roning, uh, shared a onset photo. It began filming last week. Yeah. I, you know, Night Alishly over on Twitch, she just commented and says, I was literally coming in to say I would take another Tron soundtrack, but I don't think I need another Tron movie. That's an idea for them just and to make Tron albums. Tron the yeah. album. You know, I mean, you could just like do, just get on YouTube and search for 10 hours of 80 synthwave and you will get infinite Tron soundtracks. Not Shang Tsung. Uh, I'm thinking of the dude. He has, he has the white skin and he's like the evil uh, sorcerer from... Uh, the nether realm um, I'll think about it later I knew it last week when we were talking about it I can't think of it right now um, but also uh, as far as things uh, the Michael Jackson biopic started filming today whoa yeah so um, it's gonna be a tough one to watch I think Jafar Jackson shared a um, behind the scenes photo of him in a dance studio in like the uh, smooth criminal era outfit uh, being the uh, Bruce Lee shoes uh, with the vest and the hat and he's up on his tippy toes you know in like the in the pose. yeah worse because they had like, the, the, the knees the special... bent like the yeah. yeah no not the lean like that, the smooth criminal era, like on his on his tip. Oh, the moonwalker, yeah. like yeah, silhouette, kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, that starts filming today, uh, and you know, it's supposed to be a movie that explores the humanity of uh, Michael Jackson. So we'll see how that one does, since his family's heavily involved in it. Um, if uh, it, it, what what kind of light it's going to portray. Michael in because every couple of years there's a new documentary like that last one on HBO or mm-hmm. like dude he totally messed with those little kids but then you think about it and it's like a Corey Feldman and Macaulay Culkin were like no he was the coolest dude in, in the world he was the, he was the only person that treated me like a human being um, so, in a sea of people that abused uh, yeah, people like yeah, Macaulay Culkin yeah and, Corey Feldman is uh, clearly not shy about sharing uh, who, who abused is, him. is is an yeah. abuser and he said that Michael's cool so. Uh, we'll see how that movie goes from there. Yeah, regardless, I, mean, it's funny, I like. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because that is a really valid point. Then that because that for me was when I was like, okay, Michael may you know th- I'm gonna take this with a grain of salt because Corey. It, it was all because of Corey Feldman because I like Corey Feldman. I th- 
I feel bad for him right now at this stage of his career, but he was one of the first whistleblowers Absolutely, of the yeah. Me Too movement, you know, but no one listened because um, he was Corey Feldman and everyone's like, ah, you're kind of weird now. And he's like, I'm weird because I got molested by all of these like creepy old dudes in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And here are their names. And uh, but he did not call out Michael, you know, he's like yeah. and he defended Michael. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, that's got to say something because this has dude to. has absolutely no shame in pointing fingers on all the people. Dude, 100 percent. And, and that's someone that, yeah, that's dead and gone and nothing can happen to him from that. But he's yeah. never said a bad thing about it. So and as Dina said, you know, that interview, Barbara Walters was so mean to Corey Feldman because that was one of those things where he tried to come out. And well, same like, thing with, uh, since we're talking about that, uh, <clears throat> in movies, um, old dude, uh, um, Eddie from the Vacation movies, um, Quaid, Randy Quaid. Oh, right, Randy Quaid. He came out and said something against uh, people in Hollywood and, and how they acted and stuff, and they just blacklisted that mm-hmm. dude. And then same thing with Corey Feldman. They're like, he's crazy. Everyone, he's crazy. And trying to make him seem like he's a crazy person. But And uh, meanwhile, Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know? Uh, back to movies to be. Um, there is... Uh, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts is Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Didn't think we'd have to talk about Marvel again. Surprise! Uh, every but, episode it happens. Yeah. Uh, almost. We've been able to get away from it since they've tanked a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Sebastian Stan said that filming for Thunderbolts should start in about a month or so. Is he reprising his role he's as gonna Bucky? Be, okay. Yeah, he's going to be Bucky. They're going to have him, uh, which is weird. Uh, I, I quit reading comics back in '09. Um, so to my knowledge, like Bucky was never in Thunderbolts, uh, and the way that Marvel has their characters, like they don't have Spider-Man's, um, uh, Norman Osborn to be in there. Um, they don't, they can't, uh, Hawkeye's not a bad guy, so they can't have Hawkeye and stuff like what version of Thunderbolts is it going to be? And how's it even going to be interesting if you don't have some of the best characters to be Thunderbolts in the Thunderbolts, but whatever, that's going to be out there for the people that like Marvel still, and then, um, oh, there was a new trailer for Dune. Uh, a, a new Dune yes, 2 trailer came out see that. where you get to see some more of Shai Halud, uh, which is pretty cool coming out of the sand to eat this army. But Josh Brolin's back. Yup. So that's pretty cool. And also we get to see Christopher Walken as the Emperor in the trailer. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so. Christopher Walken. Mwah. Yeah, super jazzed about uh, Dune. Whenever they find uh, decide to finally put it on the screen, I can't remember. It's supposed to. Be, it was supposed to be early or late last year, then early this year, and now it's what summer probably. Whenever, who knows? It we doesn't don't. matter. I'm no. I'm just stoked to go watch it because the first one in the theater was so, so good. good. That's so a good. theater movie. That is a theater movie. Uh, yeah, definitely. It just sucks. Like people, I saw things where people are finally finding out about uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. It's like, dude, if you didn't watch it in the theater, you're not seeing the same movie that I saw. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking mm-hmm. of movies, to see in a theater. Uh, there's a new weekend coming up. We have movies to tell you about that are coming out in theaters this weekend. Not a lot of big stuff. Again, January, that's what happens. Uh, there's a few sort of indie limited release movies coming out. Uh, one with Ian McShane called uh, American Star. It's about an assassin, which we were just talking about, on his final assi- assignment. Uh, he's killing a guy he's never met. When his target is delayed, he finds himself drawn to the island and people on the ghostly shipwreck of this uh, this, this 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 exotic location he's at. And Ian McShane's cool. Um, he's so old now, though, that uh, him as a believable hitman just seems a little odd. Because, I mean, you think about Ian McShane, the last couple of movies that everybody really saw him in were John, um, Wick. John Wick as, you know, uh, the, the old guy. I mean, he was born in... Like 1942, this guy. Like, I don't know if, like, that. Really? Yeah, if that hitman's gonna, like, roll in and be like, You're dead. You know, like, the recoil from his gun, like, just gives him a heart attack. Um, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, 81. That's an old Hmm. dude, man. That is an old dude. Well, you know. my, My grandmother's 84, and I can't imagine her being a hit person. Hmm. You know, she's going to be coming in and be like, pew, 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 and like, it'll knock her over. Yeah, my grandpa's in his early 80s, but he's pretty spry. He's pretty spry you, enough to like you be a hitman. I mean, you would think he was in his like 60s if you didn't know he was in his 80s. 
Well, that's coming out. Uh, might not be in wide release. Also coming out this week uh, from director Jade Halley Bartlett. It is a movie called uh, Miller's Girl, which stars Martin Freeman and Jenna Ortega. Um, it is about a creative writing assignment yields complex results between a teacher and his talented student. Uh, it's coming out from Lionsgate. You know, um, the trailer looks a bit Lolita-esque, but uh, I, I did not watch the whole trailer. <laughs> Dude, um, who, no one wants to see Bilbo Bang Wednesday. <laughs> no. Bilbo Bangins? No, we don't need any of that. Um, but, you know, I, Martin Freeman's fun to watch. Uh, Jenna Ortega is pretty cool. She kind of is getting typecast into, like, these dark emo roles, uh, but she excels at them. Um, but anyway, well, it's cause she has like that face that like, uh, face plus her like first roles that I remember ever seeing her in is, uh, you season two. Yep. And, uh, the, uh, babysitter two. Mm, yep. Babysitter two. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So I think she just, that, and then she's in scream and Wednesday. And I think like her whole, uh, the majority of her career of stuff that people have actually watched with her is just like. Murder stuff. Murder stuff. She's got a good murder stuff look. Mm. Uh, anyway, that's coming out. Uh, as well as um, Sometimes I Think About Dying. Um, which, Same. Yeah. <laughs> Same. A tale as old as time. Uh, it's from director Rachel Lambert. It's uh, it's, it's starring, um, excuse me, uh, Daisy Ridley, uh, who we all know um, from some other movies. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that we won't talk about, but uh, it's it's about Fran. Fran uh, loves to think about dying, and uh, but she does make the new guy at work laugh, which leads to dating and then more. But now the only thing standing in the way of their relationship is Fran herself. So probably you know uh, looks like a dark romantic comedy. Um, a, you know. Uh, I, there you go. It's a dark romantic comedy. I mean, the 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 title is literally sometimes I think about dying. So um, that one's coming out. Probably not an expanded release either. We might get it here. We're kind of fortunate here to to get some of these limited release movies. But um, but yeah, not much else coming out. Oh, you know what else we're getting this weekend? What's that? Fighter. Are we getting it though? Yeah, we should. Dude, we get all the big Indian movies. We should get Fighter. There's one I talked about last week. Uh, Ritik Roshan, India's answer to Top Gun. It looks sick. Uh, if if we get Fighter, you will not be able to keep me away from it. If uh, if we get more turd weather out of nowhere uh, and my vehicle won't move, I will dress up like Ralphie's little brother and I will waddle <laughs> to the movie theater to watch Fighter. Yeah. But what if you have to pee? I don't know. Ralphie. Especially if I'll this just, is a, I'll, just, I'll be on the ground going Ralphie. Especially if this movie is, is an Indian movie, it's probably it's three hours long, so you're gonna have to pinch it somewhere, bro. Yeah, well, it looks sick. Uh, is isn't uh, Deepika Padukone in this one too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Ritik Roshan, Deepika Padukone. Uh, it's gonna be dope. All right. Well, that's coming out somewhere in a theater, maybe near you. Hopefully near you. Yeah, go watch it. Well, okay. Well, that is what is in theaters this coming week. Just go, man. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got to pee. Just, Just go, go, man. man. It's so warm. <clears throat> so let's talk about this movie that I saw uh, that's in the title of this video. It's called Poor Things. Um, this movie has been in development for a while. Uh, it was kind of announced, I want to say, in like 2018. It's based off of a book uh, written in 1994. Two, I believe. Uh, it's called Poor Things, Episodes from the Early Life of Archibald McCandles, M.D., Scottish Public Health Officer. Um, it, is a, it is a very unusual tale um, being adapted uh, onto screen by uh, director Yorgos Lanthimos. And if you don't know his film career, a lot of people really know him for the Lobster, and that came out in oh. 2015. Uh, he um, has done a series of short films. Uh, Necktie was pretty good. Dogtooth, pretty good. Um, he, you know, got on the map from from the Lobster, and he's got this really surreal vision for this film that 
reminded me of a Terry Gilliam movie, mm-hmm. um, which I really enjoyed. I really love Terry Gilliam. And I've been reading, you know, I never read a review before I see a movie. I've been reading a lot of reviews about this movie, and a lot of people are like, shock for shock's sake, and this movie was so crazy, and it's just so much sex. And yeah, That's the thing I always see in, in all the articles. It's like, why why this movie has so many weird graphic sex scenes it, for zombies? Re- Zombie yeah. sex. There's, you know, sex does sell. And and if we're being honest, like, Poor Things had a runtime of two hours and 21 minutes. And I genuinely think they could have cut about 15 minutes of sex scenes out of this thing. Uh, because there was a whole, like, the way it's separated into vignettes of chapters of this woman's life. And the portion in Paris where she decides to start working at a brothel, like, there is a gratuitous amount of sex in this. And, and, and you know, I'm no prude by any stretch of the imagination. But even, it, it, it got boring. Like, it it wasn't telling the story or building the development because you know like I, I i was reminded of directors like lars von trier where people are just like oh dude we're just gonna show this clitoris is close up and it's fucking art dude get ready and maybe we'll put a penis in there but it's not porn you know <laughs> and and the, and you know guys like lars von trier love to shock and awe and this was not quite that and Sorry, kids at home. Oh, I forgot. There might be children listening uh, or watching. But you use scientific terms, my guy. I did, and um, it's in it's in your health book, chapter seven. Uh, <laughs> but 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 this it was done in a way that 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 was tasteful enough to illustrate what this character was doing. Um, but then it just happened so often, and I'm like, okay, I've already got it. Let's move on. And there was portions of the film later that were major character developing points that I felt like could have been extrapolated on a little deeper uh, that I feel like you used all your time having sex with creepy French weirdos when you could have been telling don't, some. Don't we all? Right. So anyway, poor things. Whoop. Let's start at the beginning. This movie uh, is starring, of course, Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe fantastic performances by all three of these these uh, very talented people I could watch Willem Dafoe eat cereal like and be entertained by it this dude is incredible he plays the character Dr. Godwin Baxter who is this Dr. Frankenstein-esque creator who was you know he has all these macabre spirit experiments and this takes place in kind of an alternate timeline it's like they're in London but it's not our London there's like dirigibles and like tram trolleys in the sky and like weird carts that are motorized but still have horse heads and like it's like it's 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 kind of a a very odd world that they exist in which is very fun to to witness on screen which gives me all those terry gilliam vibes Mm. but willem dafoe he's this doctor that's just all mismatched but he's a brilliant surgeon um, that you, through the, the course of the story, find out that he had a lot of childhood trauma. He had a lot of damage. He had a lot of things that made him the way he was. And he, in, in this experiment, creates Bella Baxter, who is Emma Stone's character. And is trying not... He is trying to not necessarily replicate the sins of his father, but he is a product of the sins of his father and he is a scientist and all this kind of stuff and he's trying really hard not to do the same thing with Bella but what happens is he discovers this body of this woman who tries to commit suicide and she jumps off of a bridge the body's still relatively fresh he finds her he's like well there's and there was an unborn infant like almost to term in her belly so he takes out the baby takes out the baby's brain, takes out the mom's brain, puts the baby's living brain in the dead mom's body, revives it, and you have Bella Baxter, the daughter of a mom in the same body as an infant in a woman's body. And so you're watching this infant woman experience the world at an absolute rapid pace, like not being afforded all of the childlike, you know... um, comforts and protections that children get um from the epsteins and things of the world you know but being thrust into this woman's world um with this uh very unsharpened view of it and through this you know willem dafoe is using this as kind of like it's an experiment to willem but he's also 
developing paternal instincts for his child, you know? Um, and so Mark Ruffalo plays his character, Duncan Wedderburn, who's this dashing asshole, like lawyer guy that comes and whisks her off her feet and shows her the world. Cause she's in stone and she's hot, you know? And he's like, Oh, you're so weird. And I'm into that. But she has the mind of like a 10 year old, you know? And he's like, let's go. And she's like, I want to experience the world. Let's go. And she's like tantrums. You can't stop me. So the movie is all about, her self-exploration um let me check into the comments really quick ali sparkman says i saw poor things friday night loved it definitely think could have been cut down a little time wise but i still really enjoyed it same um just now thinking of how fast the synapses form in the early days after birth that would be crazy and so yes she she develops very very rapidly and so this movie takes place like i said in a series of vignettes of these places that she goes and it is a story very much of like self-discovery um womanhood um, insecurity, not just, uh, you know, I think it's very obvious to people be like, oh, it's all about male insecurity. And like, yes, there's a lot of male insecurity that happens in this movie. But I think it's just human insecurity. There's parental insecurity. There's there's uh, all of this stuff going on. I mean, even, even Emma Stone, she, she rarely feels like pain or remorse for these things that she's doing. Like she takes this whole time in Paris to like work at a brothel and... Um, With the baby brain? With the baby brain, yeah. And, you know, rapidly, like, learning. Because, like, you know, when you're a kid and you touch your genitals for the first time, you're like, this is cool, you know? And can we just do this all the time? And, you know, in a woman's body, like, she kind of technically could and no one's going to stop her. And, you know, learning pity, learning remorse, learning consequence, learning, you know, uh, emotion. And a lot, of, like, people are kind of throwing this movie under the bus because, like, oh, it's just so wild and, and zany and it's distracting and it doesn't have any substance. This movie actually does have some substance if you want to, like, stop and, and, and really distill what's happening here and um the one thing that i do regret they didn't address as much is just like the absolute mindfuck that is being your mom mom and your daughter at the same time like how like what (laughs) you know and uh just like that didn't get explored there was a scene where She's trapped on this like cruise ship for a while, exploring philosophy and and the concept of having other friends like through these passengers. Because Mark tries to Mark Ruffalo Duncan, he didn't like how adventurous she was, so he's like, "Let's go on this long cruise, and I can keep my eye on you." And she's like, "Oh, so now I'm another prisoner." But anyway, through the course of that, she has this uh, seeing these dead babies and poor people at this port that she stops and she just like breaks her down the scene takes place in five minutes mm. you know and it take it, it it there are important emotional lessons and important things milestones that i think this character would have hit that made her the final character that you see at the end of the movie which the, the movie ends wonderfully um but they spent more time on whorehouse scenes that lasted 15 minutes with sex with a guy that does like a crab walk and like it was unnecessary I mean it's funny but it's unnecessary and seeing his balls like flap around um, <laughs> when they could have spent more time on scenes like her discovering the pain of seeing a dead child and mm. the pain of poverty and the pain of consequence where they just kind of like well, well she's hurting for a minute let's get back to eating pastries till she throws up and um, so that was kind of like my only complaint about this this movie uh and it just kind of wrapped up with a pretty little bow um and and had a little bit of a feel-good ending with a very long large strange journey you know you have a characters like max mccandles who is kind of the simp of the whole situation um that doesn't get a lot of of screen time as well towards the end um but anyway um yeah it's fun i enjoyed it it reminds me of a terry gilliam movie it Reminds me of, of a fun, fun, whimsical art um, with a little more shock value. That they were like gore. I didn't see a lot of gore. There's surgeries. There's like cats with dog heads and 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 pit bulls with goose heads and a chicken with a pig head and like I don't consider that gore. It's just kind of weird. It's um, gore for people who've never watched like uh, oh shit. What's the guy that does scanners? We just talked about him oh, the other day. I know, dude. Um, my brain is so dumb. Uh, Cronenberg. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Because yeah, he did the whole. I've never seen like Cronenberg movies. Well, yeah, I've seen body like, horror as a whole genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, any bar body horror movie. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, if there's only scenes here and there, you know what? One thing I was going to say, I said, it's fun to watch Willem Dafoe do whatever, just like the most mundane, boring thing. There is actually a really good YouTube thing to watch after you're done watching us, um, that the Criterion Collection puts out where they have actors in like this closet where they pick out movies from the Criterion Collection. And just watch them? And well, and they, they, they make their picks, right? And then it lists what their, their picks are at the end of it. But he like grabs movies and talks about... Uh, how much he likes them and stuff like that. And I was sitting there kind of like the whole time being like, I wonder if he's going to grab his like, uh, you know, uh, Jesus movie. And he totally does. Um, but it, it's a, it's a fun little thing. It's not like the most exciting thing in the world, but it is Willem Dafoe being a really cool dude. Willem Dafoe is cool. Like, you know, this movie, uh, you know, final thoughts on this movie before we kind of move on, you know, it, it has a lot more substance as a, sort of dissection of relation complicated relationships than a lot of movies I've seen. Mm. Um, you know, one interesting thing is just like people at no matter what walk of life they are, are, um, able to grow, change and learn about their world. Like Willem Dafoe, you know, it wasn't until he was almost dead where he learned the love of a parent. Right. You know, and it, and Emma Stone, while she's in a woman's body, you know, uh, there's experiences in the world she needs to have before she can actually start to feel like a woman, you know, and, um, you know, even Mark Ruffalo's character of having consequence to like all of this dashing roguish, you know, ne'er-do-well behavior, like finding what it's like to be normal, but being necessarily or kind of punished by the own thing that he set into play he's like i'm gonna take this girl on a fling it's gonna be fine i don't care about her but then he turns out like getting hit taste of his own medicine mm. and and you know it's it's interesting to see how all all of these characters kind of had something to to um uh grow from and anyway i thought it was good um vince says you haven't heard of the criterion closet bow um it, it, yeah i've was I used to follow Criterion a lot, and then I kind of fell out of love with it when it just started to feel like it was a money project. Mm. And that's um, true. Yeah, Rude. but there's a lot of Criterion collection movies out there now. Yeah, and I'm like, why is this? Some Criterion? of them are only a couple of years old, and they're like, oh, Criterion collection. Yeah. Ooh, this is because because there for a while Criterion meant something. It's like mm -hmm. if this movie was being selected to be a Criterion edition, that this is a movie that you need to see. Like this is this is just. Of the annals of film history, this one deserves its place in the Criterion Collection. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, well, this movie's pretty neat, and you'll buy it if we make an $80 box set of it. So get the Criterion Collection of Hot Tub Time Machine today, you know? And <laughs> yeah. So anyway. But anyway, that's uh, that's Poor Things. It's playing in theaters uh, near you. It did get a little bit more of a um, weekend release this weekend um from last weekend i think it, it uh increased 820 theaters this weekend still it just it just barely made itself into the top 10 which jake is going to tell you about here in just a minute uh velvet santa uh yes we will get to that good goodie box here at the end of the show after the box office roundup um but yeah uh now we're going to move on to the last segment of the show, which is the box office roundup. For those of you that have no idea what, what's going on right now, uh, this is where we give you a list of the top 10 movies in America, what they made at the box office and where they rank. Uh, we give you domestic numbers for this reason because uh, this is how you can determine if we're going to get sequels, if we're going to get reboots, if we're going to get all of this kind of stuff. Just follow the money if we're no longer going to see any more romantic comedies or we're only going to go we're going to see more romantic comedies because of movies like anyone but you like you know this is follow the money so uh all right jake this is uh, for the weekend of january 19th through 21st what made money yeah here we go uh in the 10th spot like you were just talking about poor things climbing up from the 13th spot uh brought in just over two million dollars this past weekend which is a 20 percent increase since they gained um more than double the theaters uh that that it was in uh so in its seven weeks of limited release it's brought in uh 20.5 million dollars uh so not bad for a movie that until this past weekend was only in 
what 600 theaters yeah so yeah there you go uh coming in at number nine and it's fourth week out the boys in the boat two and a half million dollars brought in by that one uh almost 44 million dollars total for a movie that uh was advertised very little before it came out and has really uh just gathered steam as it's been released um you could so, call it a steam boat womp womp nah, they can't all be yeah, winners you could uh but so that one's out there uh i think i still saw that one listed at the majority of the theaters we have here near us uh and then at number eight, Night Swim. Wow, already at the bottom half yeah, of the top ten. Three weeks. The only horror one that I know about that's out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropping from the seventh spot down to number eight. I brought in $2.8 million this past week. Uh, and it's three weeks out has brought in just under $24 million for that one. Um, it's probably made money because it's a horror movie. But at the same time, I imagine they wanted a lot more out of that. That's not a lot for like a... Uh, a bigger budget horror movie like this one, like a, a well-advertised uh, named actors like horror yeah. movie. Uh, but I haven't seen anything good about it. Uh, I've seen a lot of things that it's like monster in the pool, super dumb. Yeah. Uh, and that like no one, there's no consequence to it. No one really dies or gets hurt except for the cat. Um, well, then that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's mainly like it, the pool's just scary uh, is what I've seen. Uh, there is one spoiler. I don't want to give away for people that like that kind of thing, but whatever. Uh, and then, Opening at the number seven spot. Clearly, we're not the only people that did not yeah. want to watch this movie. Uh, ISS brought in just over $3 million. Uh, so it's out there. That's the thing you can watch if you want to. Beep. Mission Control, no one's in the theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just the idea of a movie that's premise makes no sense from the get-go. Uh, already, they're like, geez, the world is literally on fire in this photo. Uh, you know, uh, But they want us to kill each other up here for no good reason uh i mean you should take a page out of the playbook of dr stone like the the manga anime where there's people on the space station they see a catastrophic thing happen on earth and they go we're the only ones that can fix this and let's work together yeah maybe uh and then at the number six spot holding the number six spot aquaman 2 uh 3.6 million dollars brought in by that one and it's Five weeks, more than a month out, has brought in 114 in the U.S. Uh, globally, it's brought in about 400 million dollars. So I think it may have just turned uh, some sort of profit on it finally through its um, way to go Aquaman. filming and advertising. So uh, at least it's not in the red uh, completely. So tough one out there for Aquaman. Uh, and then coming in at the halfway, uh, number five, anyone but you. How is this $5.4 million brought in by that one? 64 and a quarter total in the U.S., uh, five weeks out on that one. It's made $100 million across the world. Uh, I guess it glitched. How? I know, TikTok. I know. Dean is going to say it. This is freaking word of mouth TikTok crap. Well, shit. I don't have TikTok. I don't know these things. <gasps> Do you have TikTok? No. I don't have TikTok. Hell no. That's not really my thing. Uh, no. And then at number four, climbing from the fifth spot. Uh, so anyone but you and this one switch places. Migration. Uh, five and a half million dollars brought in by that. And it's five weeks out. Uh, $94.8 million. Uh, so that one may end up being uh, something that that studio is happy with after all. Um, it's brought in another hundred million across the Trust world. Me, yeah. I would not have expected a animated movie about mallards to do that. I mean, it looks so. So migration. I actually kind of want to go see this because it breaks my rule of why I don't like CGI animal movies. Because I don't like CGI animals doing people things. That's not a. I don't like like Zootopia. They grab microphones and sing or something in this. Like they are still they're CGI animals doing animal things in a people world, and I'm okay with that. Like they're still animals. Like the the you know there was the in the trailer. It kind of made me laugh. Like in the trailer where they're these ducks and they're in this like French restaurant looking at this dude like hack ducks to to pieces and they're like what is that? It's like. It's duck a la, a la orange. And like, what's duck a la orange? And it goes, it's you with la orange. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. I don't know why. But uh, but they're still animals, you yeah. know? 
I just, yeah, I think that line is spoken by Aquafina, and maybe it's made a hundred million across the world outside of the U.S. because they don't have to deal with Aquafina's voice. Uh, quit putting Aquafina movies, please. She was the only part of uh, Renfield I didn't like. Yeah, same. Yeah, I kept uh, done with there, that. Renfield was a fantastic movie, minus Aquafina. Yeah, she was really the main character, which was stupid. Uh, Less of that. And like Jumanji 2, she was awful. I don't know. Quit putting Aquafina in movies. Ali Sparkman says on Twitch, she says, uh, the 22-year-olds are saying that Anybody But You is, quote, the best rom-com ever. This is from people that have not watched many rom-coms. Rom-coms are terrible Whoa. movies. Hey. Hey. Fool's Gold is pretty good. Fool's Gold is pretty good. I, I my and failure to launch. You know what? McConaughey rom-coms are pretty good. Are pretty good. You know, my, my favorite rom-com... The Baxter. I, I don't know if I've seen it's it. a fantastic. It's. I don't it's, make it a habit to watch rom coms. It's just no, because like, they're all so. Almost all of them are extremely formulaic, terrible. Fool's Gold is badass and as a movie in, in, in general because it's an action movie too, and it has. A and ca- I know you hate it, but I like Six Days Seven Nights. I do hate that movie. I hate that movie so much. I like it. Yeah, but it's like Harrison Ford being like real life Harrison Ford, I know. and not like cool movie Harrison Ford. I know. Yeah. I know. It has Anne Hayes, and she's like... Okay with it. Dina says they don't really make rom-coms for young people anymore. It's, well, because, like, their lives are already calm. You know? Like, I, I, rom-com, rom-coms are just gross and stupid. I don't... They're, they're not... They're so few and far between where I'm like, this is funny and entertaining. You know what? Isn't a bad movie, and and it's really the reason that people know who Aquafina is. Is uh, uh, Filthy Rich Asians wasn't bad. It's oh, a little, a good movie. it's a little right light on the calm and heavy on the rom. But uh, I thought that was a good movie. But it has Michelle Yeoh being a bitch, I know. just being the meanest bitch in the world. I, I think the cast is what made that movie yeah. so fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just indicative of my love life that I don't like movies like that. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm that's that, that's why. I have no clue. So, <laughs> anyhow, uh back to uh the countdown here or count up. Um no countdown. Uh holding Wonka. at the number 3 spot Wonka. How is this one still making the dollars? Uh 6 weeks out, uh 6.7 million dollars this past weekend. Uh, it's made one hundred and eighty-seven and a half million dollars. Um, I wonder if it if people just want to see musicals or if it's something where a lot people of want people want to see Wonka. Yeah, they uh, want to see colors. Five hundred and thirty-three million across the globe. Uh, not not too bad for that one. Maybe it's just because Chalamet's in it, and like the people really like Timothy Chalamet. They do, man. They do. I, I yeah, who knows? Uh, and then at number two, the beekeeper holding its number two spot for its second week out, eight point six million dollars brought in it by it with its release date um, last week, brought in thirty one and a quarter million dollars here in the U.S. across the world. It's brought in seventy five and a half. Um, I saw a thing, one of those clickbaits that's like it breaks an eight year. Uh, Jason Statham box office record. Um, well, see, what, I didn't click it to read what. Here's it is, what we what's, 75 in two weeks ain't bad. Here's what's weird about the 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 Beekeeper is in 2014 John Wick was made right, and 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 I'm I'm comparing these because Beekeeper is basically a John Wick clone. But John Wick, everyone's like, oh well, it's, it's not John Wick. John Wick is amazing, and, and so the first John Wick in its entire entire run only made 86 million dollars well worldwide you know the thing about john wick too i never heard about that movie until you were like dude john Go wick this movie yeah and, the and you're like oh but the dog dies million, and I was like, i'm not watching that dumb 75 million and it's what two weeks two weeks so does this mean green light for more beekeeper verse and i think they just need to crossover john wick and beekeeper there's the same freaking movie man they could do that in a comic book that could be cool it's the same movie but anyway, I uh, reviewed it what last week. Last week, yeah. And uh, it's Jason Statham kicking dudes' butts. And if you're into it, it's great. Yeah, I would have watched it this week if you hadn't talked about it on the show. I should just go you to the movie anyway. for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, oh, I have so much to do on the weekend. It's like, uh, but then coming in at the number one spot, holding on to the number one spot, keeping musicals on top right now. Mean Girls, the musical. 
uh, $11.66 million, uh, bringing its domestic take so far up to 50 mil, uh, and it's brought in another dozen or so across the world. Um, I don't know if it would really jive with cultures across Probably the globe. Probably not. Uh, and it's been getting mixed reviews. Um, you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, it's great. And other people are like, eh, I kind of would have just rather seen this on stage. And Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like if you're not expecting it to be a made-for-stage musical. Uh, but I think one of our viewers, Dina Wright, was saying that a lot of people might not know it's a musical. Mm-hmm. However, every bit of advertising I saw for this is very, very clear that this is a musical. Yeah. So. Well, okay, guys. Well, it is 9 o'clock. That is our time. We are done. That is the top 10 movies in America. And that is our show. We're going to reach into the goodie box uh, from our, our, one of our viewers, Velvet Santa, over on Twitch. Sent us this goodie box a few weeks ago, and we have not looked into it. I just It's hidden down here, and I reach, I reach down, and I just grab stuff out of it uh, until, until there's no more things in. Uh, let's see. Well, while you're doing that, Ali Sparkman said, yeah, people want to see Timothy Chalamet. So, yeah, right there with what we were saying. Uh, and then... Uh, the android said only recently discovered the fourth matrix. Yeah, the one that was uh, on uh, on the streaming service. What is it? Whatever streaming service. I don't. It, it was, was on that Hulu. The, like Animatrix. No, 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 no. The one that's the new one where Neo's not oh, the one. Oh yeah. But uh, what's her face is the true one, and Neo helps do it. So Neo's like, oh, I forgot. I'm not Jesus. She's oh. Jesus. Oh. Yeah, and, Whoa. Then, and oh. it was really just um, the uh, Wachowskis being like, "Well, we're not boys anymore, so neither is the one." <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what that's what it was. I mean, you're I'm not, not wrong. being mean. I'm not being like shitty. Like the whole movie was like about trans, and because Wachowskis <laughs> were are both trans, and that's okay. But they the movie, even said in an in a, in the movie an, was really stupid. They did say in an, in an interview. I did read it that, that this movie was about their their journey. As oh, well. except and, for before and during the movie when it yeah. came out, they were like, "It's not about that. It's not about that at all." And then as soon as it came out, they're, they're like, like, "Yeah, no, I totally well, is. fuck it. Yeah, it's it's about us being trans. Goddamn, yeah." Uh, okay. Oh, oops, I forgot there were kids out there. I just hated that movie so much because I was like, "Matrix, it might be cool," and then I was like, "Damn it, it's, it's just like all of them but the first one." Mm-hmm. Which is not cool. The first one was cool, and the the rest of them, including Animatrix, sucked. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. Uh, well, I just reached in the in into the 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 box of goodies, handed uh, an item to Jake. We're going to reveal them. Uh, this is a shout outs to okay. uh, Velvet Santa over on Twitch who supplied us with these things. I, it does feel like more VHSs. Uh, I definitely have a VHS tape. Yeah. So in three, two, one. What do we got? Oh um, dang. What did you get? How many people want to kick some ass? I do. I do. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Is that an old Hastings copy? It sure is. I recognize that label. Uh, I could smell that label, actually. I remember the... We both used to work at Hastings. Yeah, we did. A long That's time true. ago. He was a back-of-house guy. I was a front-of-house manager. But we didn't work at the same Hastings at the same time. I think we... No, we, yeah, we, we worked did work at the same, same Hastings. Hastings different not at the same times. time, yeah. Uh, I but I got Driving Miss Daisy, and it was... Um, this was... This has a cool sticker that illustrates like the 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 market back then. Let me let me go up here. Uh, where's the where's the upper cam? And er, let me see if I can focus in on that. Oh, there it is. It says brand new ninety four ninety five rented nineteen ninety five. Uh, and he says it even has the receipt inside. What? How old is that copy of, of a VHS tape? Come on. There it when is. VHS first came out, yeah, they were like a hundred bucks. Yeah, because that was that was a part that was a part of the, the, the market back then. It says uh this was it in nineteen ninety one, yeah, they bought the rental copy for nineteen ninety five. Uh they also bought Chicago Joe and the show and Midnight Cowboy. They came in to sell that. They got fourteen ninety five for uh well vhs cassette copy in 91 there's no that movie would not have been worth 20 bucks that's ridiculous yeah crazy man all-star video all right well thanks for the goodies uh i got a question did you write uh jay and silent bob suck on moviepoopshoot.com 
What? That's the end of the movie. They like uh, what oh, they, they, what they uh, do yeah. with their with their proceeds from uh, the Blunt Man and Chronic movie, where Mark Hamill punches Jay in the nuts super hard as cockknocker. Uh, they print off all of the reviews of their movie, uh, and they go around to everyone's houses. They track them down, and it's like all these little kids or like fat nerds or whatever, and they answer the door and they're like, "Did you write that Jane Silent Bob could blow each other and you hate them and want them to die on MoviePoopShoot.com?" Like. Yeah, I sure did. And then they just beat the hell out of them. And it and there's a song in the background going, "Hey, how many people want to kick some ass?" I, I do. I do. I remember that song. Yes, yeah. I do. Also, this is a great movie for Morse Day in the Time. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that's the other thing they do is they they get on stage and they do the uh, the leg the shuffle leg, thing yeah. with um, the Morse, Morse Day, Day to yeah Jungle Love. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do the, oh. They do the Purple Rain thing. Well, hell yeah. Well, all right. Well, thanks for the goodies. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, you can like. <laughs> it is you who are the ball lickers. <laughs> <laughs> you can like. You can Our fans, you guys are not ball lickers. No, no. That's like. Unless from, you're into that and that's your thing, then by all means. That's from the Jay and Silent Ball lick movie. balls. Um, but Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, don't forget, like and subscribe. We prefer Twitch. We love that. Uh, also, if you want to join in on the fun with uh, some of our viewers and, and whatnot outside of the show, you can always jump in on our Discord. Uh, Vince, our Twitch mod, has dr- dropped that link right there into the comments. And I did update our YouTube and Twitch like bio descriptions to have those social media links that are now they actually work. Uh, I, I, there was an expired link up there for a long time. So you can get into the fun. You can just click and uh, chat with with all of the friends that you make in the Drive-In Speaker Box community. So uh, thank you for tuning in. And I guess that's all I've got. Jake, you got any 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 fun little crispies at the end? No. You were the ball lickers? I think I blew it all with my Jane Silent. At one point in time, this was my favorite movie because it has Carrie Fisher. It has Mark Hamill. It has Morse Day in the Time. It has Chris Rock. Um, it, it brings in every character from all of the, uh, Kevin Smith's previous movies. I think this was like Kevin Smith's last like big good movie, and I hated that new Jane Silent Bob uh, yeah. movie that came out. So that I think so this, this is like the that's the one epitome of Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. Well, right on, guys. Well, we will see you guys next week. As always, I'm Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm the Grip. Ta-ta. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.